Let's talk some overlooked stocks and a few winners in today's session that went overlooked. Going to put all the red from today aside for a moment. George Tillis is joining us from Salt Lake with some stocks on earnings that rallied in a down market. George, car auction services is labeled as an industrial sector uh, stock. Uh, whole car auctions. This is not exactly like the used car buyer market, right? Not necessarily. In fact, uh, the auto auctions that we're dealing with are essentially dealer-to-dealer -dealer business, and that's the focal point for uh, for car auction services or symbol car. It's actually one of the leading players in this particular space, which is on the wholesale side of the uh, of the automobile business. They also provide other ancillary services like logistics support. They also provide insurance and financing support to dealers, and that's a, another one of their businesses that actually shows some significant improvement on a year-over-year -year basis when they reported earnings uh, today. The other thing is, is this company is actually moving pretty aggressively, not only through acquisitions of competitors, they actually bought another competitor earlier last year called Auction Frontier, but they've also made acquisitions uh, for, uh, for other software-based services. In other words, they're moving into dealer-to-dealer-based uh, technology and software services. They bought a company called CarWave, and I think that's uh, primarily perhaps a catalyst for car auction services going forward because they're not only in the actual auction of uh, wholesale vehicles, but also salvage vehicles, insurance, financing, and so forth for dealers, but they're actually facilitating the application and streamlining businesses, especially car dealers, uh, so that they could actually move inventory from one to the next, utilizing their own proprietary software. Mm, okay, uh, pretty interesting. So there's a little bit of tech behind it, uh, right? A tiny bit? Yeah. yeah, there is. And if you think about this uh, business, it's really antiquated in the sense that it's done very traditional. But you know, the aspects of the auto industry has really changed and revolutionized, especially because of COVID. But I think uh, technology integration is something that's key to improve on scalability for the business. I mean, the quarter reported they generated over 3% top-line sales. Last quarter, they were down on a year-over-year -year basis. And that might be uh, based on the fact that it's difficult to procure secure inventory, both in the used car market, but also the, uh, the aspects of the salvage market. There really is a tight supply of vehicles, OJ, out there. And I think that's really dragged the company's stock price performance in the last year or so. But overall, it was a pretty good report when it comes down to non-car ancillary services, in this case, financing services. But the dealer-to-dealer uh, the -dealer, uh, marketplace uh, company that they purchased, that car wave, they actually demonstrated pretty nice growth in that particular space. The other thing is their, uh, the gross, uh, gross profit as a percent of revenues hit about 30%. And that gives you an idea that pricing power is still intact, but one of the challenges they've really faced is volume. But at the same time, they're actually spending quite a bit of money to expand their business. And that's why the stock I suggest has been underperforming some of the respective peers, companies like Copart, which we've talked about, as well as more of a peer player in the auction space called uh, ACV Auctions. Uh, they have actually been a competitor now of car uh, for quite some time, but that's a relatively new publicly traded company. Okay. All right. So uh, it's interesting that, to see it in between um, these two stocks. And uh, also Copart, I think, is um, a more well-known way to uh, trade this. I've heard that as a pretty frequent recommendation from guests on the program. Uh, but uh, you don't hear car quite as much. Uh, a pretty interesting 
uh, one that if it's going to close the gap with Copart, would have a nice uh, potential room to run here as that stock has been very rewarding, Copart. Uh, so maybe an interesting comparison to, to keep watching. Uh, George, let's keep it going here. you got a few others for us. And they're all up. By the way, you picked all winners today, George. Yeah, we appreciate that. Some uh, spirit uplift for us. Uh, Starbolt Carriers extends its run and breaks out. Uh, is this a supply chain play? Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, there's been such a supply and demand imbalance and eventually certain companies are going to benefit and capitalize that. And I think that's happening here for Starbolt as well as some of the other dry bulk uh, shipping maritime-based companies uh, that have global exposure like uh, like Starbolt. I mean, it's it's actually hit a new 52-week high. It's up 93% over the last year. Uh, its focal point is dry bulk shipping. And so they've got all the goodies like iron ore and steel, coal, grains, fertilizers. Uh, and they're actually very well balanced uh, and have very lean uh, fleet. And that's actually very important uh, in terms of why the stock price is really gearing higher relative to total sales. Now, uh, with that said, they did report earnings. Q4 profit, here's the kicker, uh, was increased or did increase for the quarter now in Q4 to $300 million. Prior to that, if you go back four quarters, they generate around $200 million, uh, in profit. So it's been profitable for the last year. But its profits uh, in the last quarter basically exceeded all of the last previous four quarters. Uh, overall, uh, looking at time charter rates, uh, that has increased two and a half times uh, compared to last year. They actually published in their uh, conference called 37,000 uh, day rates uh, per vessel. Last year was around 13,500. So we can see that there's a huge pricing improvement for this company which is actually very aggressively increasing their dividend payout to $2 per share. Uh, and that's about effectively what they earned last year. So it appears to me, you know, when they increase their dividend to $2 a share, and that's what they earned in the previous four quarters uh, outside of the one they just reported, they're very confident in their prospects going forward. And I think overall, considering that their fixed cost is relatively stable, in other words, the cost on a per vessel basis, uh, any additional uh, top line sales really becomes magnified in bottom line earnings, which in this case, uh, the company's earnings increased tenfold in last year. So not a bad uh, deal for uh, the, the dry bulk shippers as well as Starbulk, which doesn't have a lot of debt, very lean operations, uh, as well as already going into the year as profitable and increased its profit, as I mentioned, 300 million for the quarter versus 200 million for the previous four quarters. Uh, those day rates for time charter vessels are increasing substantially. And yeah. there are companies like this that are capitalizing, especially with things like oil and commodities like gold. Uh, that is definitely going to keep, of course, um, uh, you know, day charter rates high, uh, at least in the near future until we get some uh, some changes and inflation pressures abate. Yeah. Forget gold. This is your inflation hedge. Starbolt carriers. Right. I mean, this is what you wanted to be in uh, if uh, you believe there are supply chain linked inflation connections uh, to be in stocks like this has pretty much been the best way to hedge. It's been energy stocks or supply chain businesses that um, are logistics focused or just straight up bulk carriers. George, last stock goes back to autos. Visteon makes auto tech. Yeah, interesting enough, OJ. I mean, the stock is down about 15% over the last year. A nice move today. But Visteon is really focused on technology for the vehicle. And this doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily just apply to electric vehicles. It applies to all vehicles. 
when it comes down to, of course, OEM manufactured equipment, Visteon sells primarily to Ford, but they also have GM, Hyundai, Honda, uh, BMW, Nissan. So they're very globally exposed to multiple uh, OEM manufacturers of vehicles. Now, their focal points are areas uh, uh, of interest like uh, info, uh, infotainment displays, instrument clusters, heads-up displays, all the tech that is embedded in the, uh, in the automobile, infotainment systems. But the other thing is, this is where I think the stock has struggled, at least in the last year. They've actually made significant headways and in investment in telematics. And, and of course, this is systems and software affiliated with not a cyclical trend, but the secular trend in autonomous driving. So I think this is an interesting name to keep in mind when it comes down to autonomous driving that has a pretty robust revenue base and a customer base in its primary uh, products that uh, are, are wide ranging across uh, infotainment systems and electronics for vehicles. Now, they actually reported earnings, which were flat on a year of year basis at 786, but they beat that number by $124 million. That's, that's a huge beat relative to the estimates because there had been very low expectations for the company, and they have been providing very low guidance because of the fact that they're facing pressures from suppliers, primarily semiconductors. Uh, and that's really been embedded in the stock, uh, you know, malperformance, let's say, in the last year. But the company did beat on EPS considerably based upon the fact that they came in with sales greater than expectations. And I think uh, that's why we're seeing a nice move to the upside. And I think overall, uh, it's certainly a name to consider looking or keeping in mind. We talk about companies like Aptiv uh, as one of the uh, the technology yeah. uh, names associated with parts and equipment for OEMs APTV. in autonomous vehicles. Yeah, uh, but the, but Visteon has been facing some competition. In fact, Samsung is actually one of the uh, one of the players involved in telematics systems and software. But we also know Google, uh, uh, you know, is involved in technologies associated with autonomous driving. So Visteon doesn't necessarily compete with them in terms of software. They're more involved in the hardware, so they could certainly become more of an integrated partner to some of these larger technology firms like Samsung and Google. Okay. All right, uh, GT, uh, nice finds for us. Really interesting uh, set of companies here, uh, Mr. Tillis. Uh, all up on the day, a couple car plays. Uh, to think about. Uh, appreciate it, George, uh, joining us from Salt Lake. Hey, OJ, thanks. Our overlooked stock master. There's a chart master and there's an overlooked stock master. Chart master's got a better title.